So before we start this, we're going to be talking about murder, maybe some gory things. Um, Sexual content. like yes. Some heavy viewer discretion that is advised. Hello, everyone. Howdy. So today we are going to do part two of Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Take action. So we're going to start in February of 1991. And Dahmer saw a man by the name of Curtis Strottler. And he was 17 where he was at a bus stop and Dahmer offered Curtis money to pose for nude pictures at his apartment along with having intercourse. Dahmer then drugged and strangled Curtis with a leather strap. He dismembered the body. However, he kept the skull, hands, and genitals and photographed him dismembering the body. So next, Dahmer met Errol Lindsay and he was 19 years old. And this happened on April 7th, 1991. So Errol was a heterosexual and Dahmer drugged him and then he drilled a hole in his skull and poured hydrochloric acid into it. However, it didn't do what Dahmer wanted it to do. Lindsay then woke up and Dahmer was mad that his plan didn't work. So he drugged him again and then strangled Errol. Dahmer then decapitated the head, keeping the skull. So during the year of 1991, people in Oxford Apartments which is where Dahmer lived, in apartment number 213, started to complain that there were bad smells, objects falling, and sounds of a chainsaw coming from Dahmer's apartment. When questioned, Dahmer said that his pets died and that freezers broke to explain the smell coming from his apartment. So we are now going to talk about Tony Anthony Hughes. So Tony was a 31-year-old man he was a deaf mute that Dahmer wore into his apartment and posed for nude photographs. Obviously, as I said, Hughes was deaf, so communicating with handwritten notes was their way to talk. He strangled and left his body on Dahmer's bedroom floor for three days before dismembering it. Like all the others, he photographed the dismembering process. He kept the skull and... His body was identified by dental records. So Dahmer met a 14-year-old named Conrad Synthensenthal. They met on May 26, 1991. He's actually the brother of one of Dahmer's victims that he sexually assaulted three years earlier in 1988. Dahmer dropped Conrad. Then when he was unconscious, Dahmer raped him multiple times. He then drilled a hole into his skull, and Dahmer then poured hydrochloric acid into his brain. Dahmer needed a drink, so he decided to go to a gay bar, so he left Conrad and locked the door. However, before he did this, Dahmer brought him to the bedroom where Tony's body was laying there, since Dahmer killed him three days earlier. So Dahmer went to the bar for a few hours, and then when he came back to his apartment... He saw Conrad, two cops, and two women talking about the young boy. The two women found the young boy and saw that he was naked, stumbling, and had many scrapes on his body, and he had blood coming from his anus. So Dahmer told the police that Conrad was his 19-year-old boyfriend, and the cops decided to not question anything, and they handed the young boy back to Dahmer. They believed that Dahmer was charming, even though the boy was incoherent. Wow. The police did a quick look over Dahmer's apartment, however, not going into his room. And then the police left. They didn't do a background check, but if they did, they would have seen that he was a convicted child molester 
and he was also under probation. After the police left, Dahmer put more hydrochloric acid into Conrad's skull, and this is what killed him. Dahmer decided to take time off of work so he could dismember the bodies. He then goes to the Chicago's Gay Pride Festival and their parade. He pretty much went to drink, have a good time, and to find someone to bring back to Milwaukee. But no one wanted to, so he left. He went to the bus station to see a 20-year-old man by the name of Mac Turner. Dahmer asked Matt if he would go back to Milwaukee with him and pose for pictures in exchange for money. Matt Turner agreed. They got back to Dahmer's apartment. Dahmer drugged and strangled him. Jeffrey then dismembers the body, putting Turner's head and organs in separate bags into the freezer next to Conrack's head. On July 5th, just five days after the death of Matt Turner, Dahmer met Jeremiah Weinberg, who was 23 years old. Jeremiah was a little different than Dahmer's other victims. After Dahmer and Weinberg had intercourse, they went to sleep and Jeremiah lived to the next day. However, that would change. Weinberg told Dahmer that he wanted to go home and obviously Dahmer didn't want him to, so he drugged him and then once he was unconscious, he raped him and injected boiling water into his brain. Doing that, Dahmer was hoping that it would turn Jeremiah into a zombie. It obviously didn't do that, and Dahmer got annoyed and killed him. So, over time, Dahmer got fired from his job at the chocolate factory, and now he didn't have a job. It gave him more time to find victims. Dahmer even had a shrine of his victims that included their skulls and even some other bones, an industrial drum in the corner of his room. On July 15th, Dahmer met Oliver Lacey, who was a 24-year-old man. Dahmer asked Oliver to pose for pictures at his apartment, and Oliver said yes. The two had engaged in sexual activity. Dahmer then drugged Lacey. Dahmer then strangled Oliver and had sex with Lacey's corpse. He then dismembered the body. Dahmer placed his heart and head in the refrigerator and the rest of his body in the freezer. Dahmer then met Joseph Bradoff, who was 25 years old. Dahmer strangled Joseph and left him there for two days. Dahmer then decided to get rid of the body, and since he left the body under the sheets for two days, the head was covered in maggots, and he decapitated the head and placed it in the fridge, and then put the rest of Joseph's body in the drum with acid in it. So then one night on July 22nd, 1991, Dahmer saw three men and asked them if they would want to go to his apartment to post for pictures for $100. Only one of them agreed, and that was 32-year-old Tracy Edwards. When they got back to Dahmer's apartment, Tracy realized that there was a really bad smell in the apartment, and something didn't seem right. Jeffrey Dahmer then handcuffed Tracy Edwards. They went to Dahmer's bedroom to pose for pictures. Tracy noticed that there was a big drum in the corner of the room, and that the exorcist was playing. Dahmer told Edwards that he was going to eat his heart, and Tracy knew that he had to do whatever Dahmer wanted so he would stay alive. You ever see those memes of Dahmer, like, pointing at his victim? And it's, like, always a different movie. It's never just, like, The Exorcist. Like, you have, like, so many things playing. I'm sorry for the random fact. Honestly, like, the fact that he's over here, like, I'm gonna threaten you, and I'm gonna rip your heart out. So Tracy saw that Dahmer was watching The Exorcist and rocking back and forth and was even chanting. Dahmer got so focused that Tracy knew he had to think of a way out, otherwise he was going to die. Tracy then punched Dahmer in the face and ran for the door and escaped. 
Around 11.30 p.m. on July 22nd, 1991, Tracy found police officers and told him everything, told them everything that happened with Dahmer. Edwards brought two, the two police officers to Dahmer's apartment. Dahmer waited calmly, waiting for the police to come to his apartment. You would think that he would panic and try to flee, but he didn't. The police knocked on Dahmer's door and Dahmer invited the police in. He said yes. He did put handcuffs on Tracy Edwards, but he didn't give them a reason as to why he did it. The police asked Dahmer where the key was to unlock the handcuffs, and he said that it was in his room. One police officer stayed with Dahmer, while the other went into the room to find the key. The police officer saw a large knife in the bedroom, along with the Polaroids of Dahmer's victims in different stages of dismemberment. It was all over for Jeffrey Dahmer. He was finally caught. The police arrested Dahmer, however, he tried to fight back, but he was overpowered by the two police officers. While one officer kept his eye on Dahmer, the other officer decided to take a closer look into Dahmer's apartment. The one police officer opened the refrigerator, and he was shocked. When he opened the fridge, he saw a decapitated head of an African-American on the shelf just looking back at him. The backup team finally arrived, and they were able to do a better search of the apartment. During the search, they found four decapitated heads in the kitchen, seven skulls that were either bleached or painted, two human hearts, and arm muscle. In the freezer, they found a torso, human organs, and human flesh. Also in the apartment, they found two complete skeletons, a pair of severed hands, two severed penises, and a scalp. Now, in the 57-gallon drum in the corner of the room, they found three torsos that were dissolving in acid. There was a total of 74 Polaroids that Dahmer took of the bodies and dismemberment of the bodies. So now we're going to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer's confession. So, Detective Patrick Kennedy questioned Dahmer on July 23rd, 1991, and by the end, he had interviewed for a total of 60 hours over many interviews. Dahmer stated that he created this horror, and it only makes sense I do everything to put it to an end. Dahmer confessed and admitted to a total of 17 murders, with one in Ohio and the other 16 in Milwaukee, all starting in the year of 1978. Dahmer can remember that he drugged put acid in some of the victims' brains. However, he doesn't remember Stephen Toomey's murder. So, once Dahmer moved to the Oxford Apartments on North 25th Street, this is when Dahmer started to pose his victims' bodies and take Polaroids of them. He even confessed to necrophilia. Dahmer had the complete skeletons of Oliver Lacey and Ernest Miller. So, now we're going to talk about the charges that he was charged with. And his trial. So Jeffrey Dahmer was charged with four counts of first-degree murder on July 25th, 1991. However, on August 22nd, 1991, he was charged with 11 more murders. Dahmer was in charge with the attempt murder of Tracy Edwards or the murder of Stephen Toomey. So on July 13th, 1992, Dahmer pled guilty on 15 counts of murder during his preliminary hearing. Jeffrey Dahmer's trial began on January 30th, 1992. Now, it was not about proving if Dahmer was guilty, because he was. But it was to see if Dahmer was criminally insane. Did he understand the nature of his crimes? Could he have stopped himself with what he did? And was he sick or evil? These questions became the main point of his trial, and the prosecution was claiming that Dahmer's disorders didn't deprive him of the ability of his impulses. The defense claimed that he suffered from a mental illness 
that his obsessions and impulses he couldn't control. The defense also said that he was insane because of his necrophiliac interest. Different people like psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors, all diagnosed Dahmer with necrophilia. A forensic psychiatrist ended up diagnosing Dahmer with borderline personality disorder, necrophilia, alcohol dependence, and a psychotic disorder. The prosecution obviously said that wasn't true and he was insane. They said Dahmer didn't have necrophilia because he wanted live sexual partners that were submissive and wouldn't want to leave him. They also said he was able to determine right from wrong and could control his actions. The prosecution also stated that Dahmer identified with evil and with the movie The Exorcist. A forensic psychiatrist said that Dahmer committed these murders from pent-up aggression with himself. He also said that he was a sexual sadist, being antisocial, but was legally sane. So Dahmer's trial lasted for about two weeks, and on February 14th, the prosecution and defense gave their closing statements. The defense went first, and then the prosecution. The defense stated that he had a mental disease, and the prosecution stated that Dahmer was a sane man. He had committed these murders because of anger, resentment, hatred, and even frustration. So on February 15th, 1992, Dharma was declared as sane and he was sentenced to life in prison plus 10 years. And then on the other 13 counts, he got mandatory life imprisonment plus 70 years. In Wisconsin, there was no death penalty. And after this conviction, three months later, he was convicted for the murder of Stephen Hicks. Dahmer had a total of 16 terms of life in prison, and that equals to about 936 years. He was placed in maximum security prison, and while in prison, Dahmer became a born-again Christian on May 10, 1994. This was the same day that serial killer John Wayne Gacy was executed. I just want to say, <laughs> in the Hollywood Dahmer, yes. that was crazy. Right? Fucking Crazy. Isn't that nuts? It was on the news. Like, yeah. they were talking about it. My mind is blown. Isn't that crazy, though? People had to have known. So, July 1994, a fellow inmate slashed Dahmer's throat with a razor blade attached to a toothbrush. He wasn't seriously hurt. He told his family that he didn't care if something happened to him. And on November 28th, 1994, he got his wish. Dahmer believed it was a normal day. He left his cell to his work assignment. He was working with Jesse Anderson and Christopher Scarver. They were supposed to clean the showers in the gym. However, they were unsupervised for about 20 minutes. Around 8.10 in the morning, Dahmer was found on the floor covered in blood and was beaten. He had been beaten and struck multiple times in the head with an iron metal bar. When Dahmer was found, he was still alive, but barely. He was brought to the hospital where he was pronounced dead about an hour later due to massive head trauma. Jesse Anderson was also beaten and died about two to three days later from his injuries. Scarver killed both of the men. He found out what Dahmer did and he wanted to know if it was true, so he asked Dahmer. And Dahmer didn't answer. Dahmer didn't want a service, he wanted to be cremated, and his ashes were divided between his parents. The victim's families have received multiple things. Dahmer's apartment building he lived in was demolished in November of 1992. Eleven of the families sued for damages. Dahmer's belongings were destroyed. Dahmer's father is still alive and lives with his second wife and is about 86 years old. 
He wrote a book, and some of his earnings from the book went to the victim's families. Dimer's mother died of cancer in 2000, and his younger brother changed his name. And that is the end of Jeffrey Dahmer. That's sad. Like, honestly, like, the fact that his own brother, like, disassociated with his family. He said, I don't know any of you. Can you blame him? No, but, like, can you blame either of them? Jeffrey got outcasted and was left alone because the mother was like, all right, goodbye. How do you say, okay, goodbye? Some people do. It's not a problem for some people. And then she made it seem like, oh. Oh, that was another song. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That's bizarre. Right? Yeah. Do you want to talk about Hollywood Dahmer? I mean, I would like you to explain Hollywood Dahmer to me because, I mean, I watched it with, you know, Annette. Well, what do you want me to explain to you? Um... Do you have any questions about it that I could try to, like, I mean, clear up for you? I know it's all, like, Looney Tune, because, you know, Hollywood makes everything so... Yeah, but obviously from what I've told down. you, some of it is true. They just made yeah. it, like... Well, can you explain the neighbor? So, supposedly... She wasn't right there. Yeah, no. Supposedly the neighbor was actually the building over from where Dahmer was. What do you mean? They didn't live in the same apartment building. She lived in the apartment supposedly over. The fact the building of the matter door. is, is how the landlord, nothing. Just, like, talked to him about it and just left it. That and, like, didn't smell anything. He probably did, but Dahmer gave a reason as to why there was a smell. It just wasn't the truth. The fact that, like, you're talking about necrophilia, I'm about to, like, yeah, tell y'all <laughs> about about some similar. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's just body. Like, it's just, you know. Oh, let me ask you, the people. What if people? someone came up to you oh. in the 1980s with $50 to take a picture of you, would you actually say yes? I don't freaking know you, bro. Take a picture of me. It all started with a mannequin. Yeah. No, you said that the father made a book, right? Yeah. So, actually, fun fact. My forensic psychology teacher told me this. That literally, like, people go and they find out, like, where his father lives and they throw their, like, underwear and, like, bras and everything, like, at Why? the house. I guess it's just like, oh, my God, like, I love you. Like, I, I don't know. It's fucking weird. Know. What is wrong with people? So, now, you explained that Jeffrey Dom does Do they tell you how he died? Because I know in the Hollywood version... That maniac kills him. I know you did, but like... <laughs> that's how he died. From the maniac? The guy killed him, yeah. So that's still the same? Yeah, that's true. That's so He sad. technically was beaten the same way he killed his first victim. He was beaten with a metal bar. And his first victim died from being hit with a dumbbell. So. I just think it's crazy, like, the interviews that they showed of him. You notice how he's wearing... So, fun fact. You know how he was always, like, wearing glasses? Yeah. So during his trial... If you watch, like, his actual conversation tapes and they talk about the trial, he's not wearing glasses because he doesn't want to see the victim's families or anything. So he's blind? Pretty much. Someone eating my big toe and, like, <laughs> chopping it off. I love ma- how you I... talk about you say a big toe. Like, what? it's just so, like, bizarre. Like, to me, I... Oh. The fact that there are actually, like, people. That do it, right? Yeah. There's another guy. It's called The Real Hannibal Lecter. The The Silence of the Lamb. Great movie. But it's like, when... Okay. There obviously is something like malfunction in your brain 
for you to be the way that you are. I mean, we already know Dahmer stepped like, from the What family. makes you think, like, first of all, one, I'm going to kill this person. Two, I want to know what their flesh and muscle tastes like, so I'm going to cook it and then eat it. I feel like Dahmer was, like, like perfectly how you said it. He was looking for a victim to stay. Yeah. So he, when they wanted to leave, he killed them. If you think about it, because he had so much built-up anger because his family just, like, left him. Father left him. Mother yeah, but left him. the father him. would come back. Right. Understandable that the father came back, but, like, poor kid was by himself during that, like, hormonal change in life. Like, didn't, no guidance, nothing. Did he really go to the military? Only reason why I'm asking is because I'm trying to base it off the Hollywood one. Yeah. Because, like, you told me, like, some things aren't real. And I'm like, I know. Because, you know, Hollywood's, like, well, again, blood, he, guts, well, kill perfect you. Perfect example, the blood. If you watch Hollywood Dahmer, he, like, cuts, like, the thing of blood and he, like, pours it on his mouth. And he didn't do that. Took his finger and just, like, dipped his finger in it and tasted it. And he didn't like it. Which is... Because Bizarre. He's because he's flesh. eating heart, nerves, nervous system. No. I'm getting, like, so, like, yeah. Spine chills. I see what you did there. Yeah. Disgusted. Brother didn't believe me because, you know, Hollywood portrays the wrong information. And on that note, it's time it's to go time to bed. bed. <laughs> but, all right, everyone. That is the end of Jeffrey Dahmer. I hope you guys liked it. And we'll be back very soon. For a spooky sensation. <laughs> <laughs>